0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good evening, everyone. We give you praise and honor and glory, almighty God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word coming forth today. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that you lead us in this word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a little bit of
1: praise hallelujah lord lord we praise your name glory glory lord father we praise you we praise your holy name hallelujah Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh Lord, we praise you, Almighty God. Hallelujah! Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Yes, yes,
0: hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. All right, we're going to start at um, the first book of Nehemiah, chapter 1. The word of Nehemiah, the son of Hecaliah, uh, uh, it came to pass in the month of Chislev in the 20th year as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came he and certain men of Judah. And I asked the men concerning the Jews that had established, that uh, concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem, And they said unto me, The remnants that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof burnt with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before God of heaven. Okay, I want to pause for a second because you remember now, he was the second group that went over to Babylon. So they weren't even aware of what transpired back home once they were taken. No word was sent to him, as you can see. He was not aware that, Jerusalem was in the shape that it was in. And f- verse five and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth the covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thy ears now be attentive and thy eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer. Of thy servants, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee, and have not kept the commandments nor the statutes, nor the judgment which thou commanded thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye trespass, I will scatter you abroad amongst the nations. But if ye turn unto me, and keep my commandments, and do them through there were of you, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost parts of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence, and will bring them into the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now, these are thy servants and thy people whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand, O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thy let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name. And prosper. I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. So now, Nehemiah, Nehemiah hearing, the hearing that the uh, Jerusalem is in such dire um, repair and need not just the building, but the people as well, has gone to God and prayed and asked God to accept him and use him to do what needed to be done to rebuild that city, to hear his prayer, and that he will be fearful of him and follow his commandments. Okay, let's see if the Lord answers his prayer. Chapter 2. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of Artaxas, the king, that wine was before him. So if wine was before Artaxas, then that means that Nehemiah was there because Nehemiah is the cupbearer, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I have not been before time sad in his presence, but he was that day apparently. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid, of course, because the king has seen something he doesn't want the king to see. And being the king, he could, you know, have his head cut off <laughs> throw him in jail. And said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance?" be sad when the city, the place of my father's scepter, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire. Then the king said unto me, For what doest thou make requests? So I pray to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, If it pleases the king, and if thy servant have found favor, if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send um, me. And I sent him, and I sent him a time. So, in other words, the king uh, is, uh, is asking him what is going on, basically. And he has told the king, and now his, the king is given his answer. Let's read that again. We're on uh, chapter 7, but let's go back to 5. And get a real understanding of what the king is saying here. And I said unto the king, if it please the king, so you know he's soothing the king. He must soothe the king in order to appease him and not upset him. Okay. If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me. Unto Judea or Judah, unto the city of my father's sceptre, that I may build it now that's a lot to ask being the king's um, being the the king's wine bearer or the person who gives him drink all the time is by his side. and the king said unto me, the queen also sitteth by him for how long shall thy journey be and when wilt thou return so it pleases the king to send me and I set him a time. Now I just want to stop for a second because uh, if you note it says um, in parentheses, it says the queen also set by him. Now at this point in time there's only two zaxes and one zaxis is the grandson and the other one is him so the first zaxis so I want to make sure I'm doing this right now because the um one of the Zaxus is married to queen esther and if i'm not mistaken this is the Zaxus that's married to queen esther and so that's why they mentioned the queen was sitting next to him uh yes yes it was um, I have another book that I refer to here. Uh it's uh it's a Bible handbook and it has a Persian ruler timeline. So, um according to this, 14 1464 to 4 uh, 464 to 423 BC. Um there was Ezra and Nehemiah. Okay. So this is uh, Queen Esther's husband. So that explains also why um, <laughs> why he was a little more understanding about the situation. Not to say that his his other family members weren't because uh, Cyrus who was uh, one two three, three kings before him um, also um uh, had mercy upon the the Hebrews okay alright let's move on Um, and the king said unto me uh, the queen also sitting by him for how long shall thy journey be and when wilt thou return so it pleased the king to send me and I set him a time moreover I said unto the king if it pleases the king let us be given me to the governor beyond the river that they may convey me over till I come into Judah. Okay, so he doesn't want any problems with governors that he, towns, you know, he passes through. So he's making sure that he gets credentials to prove, you know, who he is and why he's going through there and uh, so he won't have any problems. And a letter unto Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, which which appertain to the house, and for the wall of the city. And for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. So everything that he asked for, the king granted. Then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. Make sure that he gets there. Even if he has to fight, he's got captains of the army with him. So I don't really think he's going to have much problem uh, going through, but then you never know. Uh, that doesn't stop anybody, really. When San, when Sanballat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant, the Amorite, heard of it, It grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Probably because they were the ones that was causing them a lot of problems. (laughs) So, I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. And I arose in the night. I and some few men with me. Neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Neither was there any beast with me, save the beast that I rode upon. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well, into the dung port and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain, and to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Then went I up in the night by the brook, And viewed the wall and turned back and entered by the gate of the valley and so returned so he didn't let nobody know that he was leaving why not because they probably would have tried to stop him or either kill him you know so it's best to go quietly without anyone's knowledge of it and this way he could assess without any interruptions and the rulers knew not whether I went or what I did, neither had I as yet told it to the Hebrews, now, nor to the priests, and nor to the nobles, nor to the rulers, nor to the rest that did the work. Then said I unto them, You see the distress that we are in? how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burnt with fire, come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me and they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Now, if he had not told them this, do you think they would have gone with him? No, okay. But the minute he said that he had the king's backing and God's backing, (laughs) they were, okay, let's get on this now, right? Okay, verse 19, but when, when Sambalak, the, Hor- the Hor- Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant, the Amorite, and Jishim, the Ar- Arabian, heard it, they laughed us to scorn, and despised us, and said, what is this thing that you do? Will ye rebel against the king? Now see, they don't realize the king has already given his approval. (laughs) Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we his servants will arise and build. But ye have no portion, no right, no memorial in Jerusalem. So, in other words, goodbye. <laughs> okay, chapter 3. Then Elashib, the high priest, rose up with his brother and the priest, and they built the sheep gate. They sanctified it and set up the doors of it, even unto the tower of Mia. They sanctified it unto the tower of Hananel, and next until the build built the man of Jericho, and next to them build Sakur, the son of Imrah. But the fish gate did the son of Hasana build, who also laid the beams thereof. And set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. And next unto them repaired Miramith, the son of Yurjah, the son of Kos, And next unto them repaired Meshula, the son of Berakah, the son of Mishabel. And next unto them repaired Zadok, the son of ba Now, as we go on, we're going to be reading who built next. So, each group built a small portion. So, that now we're going to name off the groups in succession. Who built what? Okay? And and who the builders were. So, verse five. And next unto them, so ne- uh, after Z- uh, Zada, the son of uh, Banna, built. Now, Tekonites repair. Okay, but their nobles put not their n- put not their necks to work of their lord. So. They didn't do a whole lot. They didn't work hard like the others did. Moreover, the old gate repaired Jehuda, the son of Passiah, and Mishalom, the son of Beshadah. They laid the beams thereof and set up the doors thereof, and the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. Okay, now going back a little bit on 5 where it says um, the Tico Knights. Now, the Konites are the priests, okay? So, that could be part of the reason why they, you know, um, didn't put their bats in it so much because uh, the priesthood usually did things pertaining to the priesthood. But in this case, you know, uh, wanting to put forth a hand, a helping hand. I don't know how much of a helping hand that is because basically they're saying they didn't put their necks to the work. So, we'll see. Verse 7, And next unto them repaired Melchiteah, the Gibeonite, and Jadon, the Mironite, the man of Gibeon, and Misteth unto the throne of the governor on this side of the river. Next unto him repaired Usel, the son of har Har Har-Hai, of the goldsmiths. Okay, so this is um all the iron works, gold and silver, things of that nature. Next unto him also repaired Haniah, the son of one of the hypocrisies, and they fortified Jerusalem unto the broad wall. And the next unto them repaired Raphiah the son of Hur the ruler of half part of Jerusalem, and the next unto them repaired Judiah the son of Harumoth even over against his house. And next unto him repaired Hattish the son of Hashabiah. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's wrong. Hash apnea. Hashapnia. Okay, now. So you see, even some of these are being built next to people's houses. Because remember there were people left, but the people that were left were poor. They they couldn't all they were doing was taking care of the vines that was there. And you know, after a while, um, there's not much there year after year, okay. Um so let's move on and see what happens here. Uh verse eleven. Melkajah, the son of Haram and Hashur, the son of Bahath Moab, repaired the other piece and the tower of the furnace. And the next unto him repaired Shalom the son of Halisha, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem. And um, he and his daughters. So, now that's interesting. 12. So even the girls was in this. In uh, verse 12, And next unto him repaired Shalom, the son of Hal. Halohesh, Haloesh, the ruler of a half pipe, half part of Jerusalem. He and his daughters. I wonder who his daughters were. Okay, I might look that up. Um, the Valley Gate repaired Hanan and inhabitants of Zanua. They built it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof, and a thousand cubits on the wall unto the dung gate. The dung gate. You know what the dung gate is, right? <laughs> oh boy. But the dung gate repaired Malkinah, the son of Rechab, the ruler of a part of Beth-Hasirah. He built it and set up the door thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. But the gate of the foundation repaired Shalom, the son of Kohaseh, the ruler of part of Mizpah. He built it and covered it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof, and the walls of the pool of Siloah by the king's garden. And unto the stairs that go down from the city of David. Okay, so now they're getting towards the end because uh, if you remember correctly uh King David's uh house sit on the other end of where the temple was after him after him repaired ne, ne, uh, Nehemiah after him repaired Nehemiah the son of asbuk the ruler of the half part of Bethshur unto the place over against the scepters of David, and to the pool that was made, and unto the house of the mighty. After him repaired the Levites, Rehan the son of Bani. Next unto him repaired Hashabah, the ruler of the half part of Keilah in his part. And after him repaired their brethren, Baviah the son of Hinnadah, the ruler of the half part of Kedah. And next to him repaired Ezra, the son of Jeshu, Je- Je- the ruler of Mitzvah, another piece over against going up to the armory at the turning of the wall. And after him, Barak, the son of Zabia, no, the son of Zab, by Zabay, earnestly repaired the other pieces from the turning of the wall unto the door, the house of Elisha, the high priest. Now after him repaired Miriamoth, the son of Urijah, the son of Coles, another piece, from the door of the house of Eliashib, even to the end of the house of Eliashib, And after him, repaired the priests, the men of the plain. And after him, repaired Benjamin, and Hashab over against their house, and after him repaired Azurah the son of Manaziah, the son of Ananah, by his house, and after him repaired Benonai the son of Hinadad, another piece from the house. Uh, from the house of Ezra unto the turning of the wall even unto the corner okay 25 Palau the son of Uzzah over against the turning of the wall and the tower which lieth out from the king's high house that was by the court of the prison. After him, Bedea, the son of Parosh, rem- uh, moreover, the Nithims delted in Ophel unto the place over against the water gate towards the east and the tower that lieth out. So they're they're doing, they're covering the whole area uh, from where King David's house was, the prison all the way back around, the entire thing. Okay. um, 27. After them, the Ticonites prepared another piece over against the great tower that lieth out even unto the wall of the wall of Ophel, Ophel from above the horse gate repaired the priest everyone over against his house okay so now even the priest that was there they were building against their houses after them repaired Zadok the son of Emmer over against his house after him repaired also Shimra, the son of Shekir, Shikirnia, the keeper of the east gate, and after him repaired Hananiah, the son of Shimina, and Hanun the second, the sixth son of Zalaf, Another piece, and after him repaired. Meshulam, the son of Berka, over against his chamber. And after him repaired Malachah, the goldsmith's son, uh, unto the palace of the Nephens. So you see, they're all working together, the goldsmith, the ones who do the wood, and etc. They're all working together, and their children are working as well. Uh, 32, and between the going up of the corner unto the sheep gate, repaired the goldsmith and the merchants. Okay, that's chapter 4 coming in. Now, chapter 4, verse 1. But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we built the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Hebrews. And he spanked before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, what do these feeble Hebrews, will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stone of the heap of rebels, which are burned. Now, Tobiah, the Amorite, was by him, and he said, "Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall." Hear, O our God, for we are despised, and turn thy reproach upon their own heads and give them for a prey in the land of captivity and cover not their iniquities, and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders so built we the wall and all the wall was joined together until the half thereof for the people had a mind to work but it came to pass that when Sambalot and Tobiah and, and the Arabins and the Amorites and the Ashdodites heard that the wall of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. So they knew that they would have to watch them, you see, because they could come in and attack them at any time. So I'm sure they ate with their weapons, and slept with their weapons, and probably worked with their weapons. Okay, let's move on. Verse 10, And Judah said, The strength of the barriers of burdens is decay, and there is much rubbish, so that we are not able to build the wall. And our advisors said, They shall not know neither see, till we come in the midst among them, and slay them, and cause the work to cease. And it came to pass, that when the Hebrews which dealt it by them came, they said unto us ten times, For all places whence ye shall return unto us, they will be upon you. Therefore set I in the lower place behind the wall and on the higher places. I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, be not afraid. Of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us, and God had brought his counsel to naught, that we returned all of us to the war, and every one unto his work. And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them held both the spears and the shields and the bows and the habergons, and, hab- and the rulers were behind all the houses of Judah. They which built on the wall, and they that bared burden with those that laid laid it. Every one with one of his hands walked in work, with the other hand held a weapon. For the builders, every one had his sword girded by his side and so built. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. And I said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest, of the people. The work is great and large, and we are separate upon the wall, one far from another. In what place thereof we hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us, our God shall fight for us. So we labored in the work, half of them held the spears. For the rising of the morning till the stars appear. Likewise, at the same time, said I unto the people, let every one with his servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be God to us, and labor on the day. So neither I nor my brethren, nor my servants, nor men of the gods which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saying that every one put them off for washing." Wow! So you know that was rough. They had to stay in their clothes unless they were going to wash them. And even then, you can imagine they had to watch their backs continuously. And as you can see he had problems with the nobles um they were secretly going behind his back uh, working with the uh, with his enemies until they realized God was in this this wasn't a man's thing and then they got on board. <laughs> Okay Verse five And there was a great cry of the people and of their wives against their brethren, the Hebrews, for there were that said, for there were that said We, our sons and our daughters are many, therefore we take up corn for them. That we may eat and live. Some also there were that said, We have mortgaged our lands, our vineyards, and houses, that we might buy corn because of the dearth. There were also that said, We have borrowed money from the king's tribute, and that upon our lands and vineyards, Yet now our flesh is as the flesh of our brethren, our children as their children. And lo, we bring unto bondage our sons and our daughters to be servants, and some of our daughters are brought unto bondage already. Neither is it in our power to redeem them for other men have our lands and vineyards and I was very angry when I heard this cry and these words because this was not done okay this uh, if someone if, if you were a Hebrew and someone uh, took your daughter or your son for payment they would come back after a period of time that was the law but when it, when your sons and daughters are brought it out to other people, they don't follow your law, so you never see your kids no more. Okay? Um, chapter, uh, verse 7. Then I consulted with myself, and I rebuked the nobles and the rulers, and said unto them, Ye exact usury, every one... Of his brethren, and I set a great assembly against them, and I said unto them, We after our buildings have redeemed our brethren the Hebrews, which were sold unto the heathen. And will ye even sell your brethren, or shall they be sold unto us? Then heed thy their peace and found nothing to answer. Also I said, It is not good that ye do, ought ye not to walk to the fear of our God, because of the reproach of the heathen, our enemies. I likewise and my brethren and my servants might exact of, of them money and corn to, to pray you, Let us leave off this usury. Restore, I I pray you, to them, even this day, their lands, their vineyards, their olive yards, and their houses also, the hundredth part of the money, and of the corn, the wine, and the oil that ye extracted of them. Then said they, we will restore them and will require nothing of them. So will we do as thou sayest. Then I called the priest and took an oath of them that they should do according to the promise. So, as you can see, the, uh, those who had money that were left uh they were using those who didn't and they were taking their homes and their vineyards so that they could stay wealthy. Oh, doesn't that sound like something today? Yes. The wealthy feeding fending off of the poor and taking theirs so that they can stay wealthy. Hmm. Yeah, man hasn't changed much, has he? It's really sad. <laughs> also, I shook my I shook my lap and said, So God shake out every man from the house and from his labor that preferred not his promise, even thus be he shaken out and emptied. And all the congregation said, Amen, and praised the Lord. And the people did according to this promise. Moreover, from the time that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the 20th year even until the two thirty-two year of Axastrius the king, that is 20 years I was my brethren, have not eaten the bread of a governor. So for those 20 years that he was there acting as governor, he did not take any of the money that was sent to him by king Exactus for that position but the former governor that had been before me were chargeable unto the people and had taken of them bread and wine besides forty shackles of silver yea even their servants bad rule over the people but so didn't but but so did not I, because of the fear of God. Yea, also I continued in the work of this war, neither bought we any land, and all my servants were gathered thither unto the work. Moreover, there were at my table a hundred and fifty of the Hebrews and rulers, besides those that came unto us. From among the heathen that are built that are about us. Now that which was prepared for the daily was one ox and six choice sheep. Also, fowls were prepared for me, and once in ten days, store of all sorts of wine. Yet for all this required not I the bread of the government. Because the bondage was heavy upon this people. Think upon me, my God, for good according to all that I have done for this people. And we're going to stop here because we are now out of time for today. However, as you can see, he was a man of his word. And he made sure that everything ran smoothly and correctly. He even straightened out those who were stealing from the people. Even the so-called wealthy and their servants. Um, hmm, Much like today. We can just get people today to do the same thing. Then maybe we'd have a better world to live in. Uh, So, as I have said earlier, we can all learn from the book of Nehemiah, because we need some Nehemiahs, because uh, we have a lot of this going on today, and it really needs to stop. Okay, well, that's all we have time for today. This is Mr. MacMillan. Let's close out in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this word today. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory, Lord, in Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Okay, everyone, there are two buttons below this page. One is for donations and one is for sponsorship. We appreciate either or both. Um, Feel free to push those buttons and the information will be given to you. And we thank you in advance for your donations and sponsorship. We appreciate that. We also appreciate to hear from you guys. Um, our anchor is anchor.fm, L-I-N-D-A, dash, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-A-N-9. Please feel free to call in and we shall speak to you. Meaning I will speak to you. <laughs> um And for those of you who would like to send me an email, my email address is mcmillions, that's mcmillions75 at gmail.com. Okay, thank you everyone for joining us tonight. Have a good evening and God bless.